Hello and welcome to another episode of the Raise the Bar podcast. Today um, I am joined by Grant. Grant, how are you? I actually got a bone a bit of you, Ellie Dawes. <laughs> I knew you were going to start straight off the bat with this. So I listened to the podcast you did with Ellie and, and he said I had a very nice voice and you said I've got a face for podcasting. Yeah, well, I, I just think you'd be better suited to podcasts than you would telly. Outrageous. I, I, you've literally sat here for about 10 minutes and not said a word. As soon as we, I hit play, you wanted to have a go at me. I've kept it bold up. I, I, I tend to look at life where I focus on the positive. So what you should have really done is focus on what Ellie said about your podcast skills. Well, that was very nice, and then you yeah, insulted me. You know, it's, it's just a sign of your personality if you want to focus on the on the negatives. <laughs> so there we go. There we go. <laughs> That's my thoughts on the matter. Um, but seriously, how are you? Yeah, how, good. How's good. the start to 2022 been? Oh, weirdly busy. Still working from home. Uh, lots going on with different customers at work, which is great. Um, and I'm going to... Jamaica in the middle of March, so yeah. So you got you're trying to cut a bit, trying to lose a little bit of weight, yeah. Um, trying to increase steps, trying to increase um, weight sessions, and and keep my running up as well. So yeah, loads going on. Yeah, good work, good stuff. So how many weeks into Jamaica now? Four? No, eight. Eight or nine? Yeah. Oh, nice. Still a bit of time. Watch out for Grant's transformation photos in a couple of weeks then, because that, that will go live. Yeah, hold me accountable for that one. Huh? Um, hold me accountable for that <laughs> one. Yeah, go and say it, say it live on the podcast so you do it. Well, yeah, we take number four photo. Yeah, so there, there we go. It's going to be an after photo. It's going to happen, it's going to happen. Um, so, uh, today's podcast, um, I don't want to say we didn't have an idea for the podcast, because actually the idea came from today, if that makes sense. Um, we are going to do a bit of a and a I, I, on a regular basis, put um, a question box on my Instagram story, um, and quite often I find it quite hard to get out all the answer that I want within the uh, the selected time that I have on there. And obviously, I don't want to be talking for ages and ages on the on a podcast on a Instagram story. Sorry. So, what I've done is I've gone through the last sort of month month or two and picked out some of the questions that I think maybe are worth diving into a little bit so Grant you're going to be question master and we're going to just go through those and hopefully a bit of conversation will start along the way that sound right all good all good um cool I'll kick it off with the first one um so what do you think of YouTube hit classes okay cool so I put this one on there purely because I think that in answer asking this question the opinion of the person asked is perhaps a bit clouded as to whether there is a perfect solution for what they're trying to achieve. Essentially, um, and the, my answer that I put on Instagram was simply that if you're moving, then that's great. And if it's getting you active and it's something you'd enjoy doing, then, then stick at it. If you have a goal that is, let's say, build muscle, then a hit class, regardless of where you're seeing it, isn't the way to, way to do it. Um, my opinions on hit when it comes to fat loss are that twofold. It's very hard to maintain the intensity needed to actually get into into a hit um, to follow the hit principle because you're meant to be really high high intensity. And I actually think a lot of people work at a medium intensity. Um, and the other thing as well, whenever I've done hit class in the past, and this is just personal experience, I always want to eat after because I feel shattered, and knackered, and it's attacked my central nervous system. So. In terms of the question, if it comes to uh, just 
it's the best way for you to get exercise in and you're getting exercise in, yeah, great. That's absolutely fine. I think it's a, it's a really good thing. If you have specific goals, you should always train specifically for your own goals rather than just follow the trends that, that are out at that moment in time. So that, that's my thoughts on that one. But hopefully that is a bit clearer than how I might have put it across in, in other times. Makes sense. Other, other hip classes are available. <laughs> yeah. um, that was YouTube hip classes. Okay, cool. So next one, a little bit more on your regular ballpark day-to-day. Why do you aim for 15,000 steps a day and not 10,000 steps a day? Okay, cool. So following on from what I just said about the YouTube, if it's right for you, then that's that's great. Okay. Now, I, set a, I try and set a minimum expectation for my clients of 10,000 steps. The reason I do that is because I don't want my clients to be sedentary, and that's the way I view steps. So I will view them in the sense that it's a good way to measure whether you're sitting down a lot throughout the day. Mm-hmm. If you are hitting 10,000 steps as a minimum expectation, that's cool. Your diet needs to be on point, and then obviously we, we look at your ex- your exercise alongside that. The reason I do more is purely because I'm on my feet a lot from my work currently. So when I'm doing face-to-face clients, I might pick up five, six, seven, eight thousand before I've even done anything, um, okay. and it and it's just a case of actually I want to hold myself accountable doing a, a little bit more, um, yeah. And and essentially the other side of it is, and I don't know if this is a question I put in there or not, but I you I can do things when I'm walking, like work-wise, um, so me doing a bit of Instagram stuff, communicate with potential clients stuff like that so I can work when walking as well so I find actually when I go on a walk I can be quite productive whereas if I'm sat down in my flat I can have I've got distractions essentially leads us nicely onto our next question someone would say you maybe tailored this in do you walk because you enjoy it or only to hit stuff okay cool so I do enjoy walking um and does that come from lockdown so what I was well that I was going to go into that there. So what actually actually happened for me was I started walking a lot more before um, lockdowns. Um, the reason for that was because I actually liked it just for my mind. Yeah. Was the I, I think if, you, if if anyone's followed me and seen me on the, my stories, I remember the first lockdown. I used to do a specific walk. I always used to walk to the same um, place every day, and I used to have like a moment of reflection and sort of compose myself and set goals for that day every morning i remember that i remember that we've been we've been there yeah we've been there since but i don't do that um i don't do that anymore but i that that's where i got into walking i guess was for that reason the other side of it for me is as you know i i if i play football now i ache for a couple of days if i go on a run i can ache quite a lot for the next couple of days actually for me getting the balance of getting out in the fresh air being being active, moving around for a day means that I don't need to focus much on my my fitness elements and stuff. I've also said in the past that I used to train purely for performance, and that is I'm not really trying to perform at anything at the moment. So there's no real need for me to go out and do five k's because I'm not necessarily looking to get fitter to play football, for example. Um, so my Training focus has changed slightly. If at some point I decide I'm going to run a marathon, I won't be walking as much. I'll run more. If I decide to get in cycling, I'll cycle more than walk. But at the moment, this moment in time, I walk, yeah, because I enjoy it, but also because it is catered towards my goals at the moment. Nice. Makes sense. 
just just to have a little break. I've just given you a apple Jack Daniels. What are your, what are your thoughts? Uh, I quite like it actually. I don't really drink whiskey. Told you. Told you. Quite nice. It's basically like apple juice, isn't it? It's lovely. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I wouldn't give it a roar. No, well, yeah, no. This is a bit eliminated. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I wouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> we are here. So, do you like term cheat meal? Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, I hate the term cheat meal. The reason I don't like... So that's a no. That is a no. So the reason I don't like the term cheat meal is because the people that will, will say they're having a cheat meal and where the phrase came from was, was from people that were quite on it with their diets anyway. So Bodybuilders. Bodybuilders. If we, the, be, the best person to talk about with this is, is Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. He will have his oh, che- yeah, like cheat meal with his pancakes and stuff, right? So my, just... Just by the by the phrasing of um, cheat meal, that means that he's doing something wrong. But he plans in every Sunday or whatever it is to have a cheat meal. So how is that then going to be something wrong if you're planning it in? So first and foremost, I don't like the term cheat meal because actually it's it's part of a plan and we should be having a bit of a refeed every now and again. And actually eating more calories shouldn't be seen as a negative thing all the time. Um, it also... In having a the term cheat meal, if we do have a day where we have more calories, calories and we don't plan to, it has a negative connotation to that as well. When actually all it's going to do is slow our progress down slightly more. And this is if you're talking fat loss, obviously. So I don't like the term cheat meal. Off-plan meal maybe or um, just higher calorie day, refeed. Those those terms I, I prefer. But yeah, the, the idea of a cheat meal I don't like purely because the negative connotation it has linked to it in the, in the, in the word cheat, to be honest. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah? Yeah. You've got no, no feedback on any of these, I'm just knocking them out of the park. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just digesting them all, really. <laughs> I mean, I've had this whiskey and it's not worth a six. So, this person has asked, have you got any tips on getting out of bed early train okay so my initial thoughts when i get asked questions like this is why are you trying to get out of bed early to train is that because you think there's an a reason for it a benefit to training early in the morning is it because you want to be more productive with your day is it because you know by the end of the day you're not gonna get the session in if if, if any of those are the uh, sort of points then i think that it's something you should look at um if, however, it's just a case of you've been, everyone, your mate does it, so you think you can do it, you you don't need to train in the morning. If you can structure your day so you're training at a time that's going to be more beneficial to you, you're going to do it more often. Um, you've got to make it fit for you. Fit for you, essentially, yeah. So why would you be looking to change that habit? That being said, if you do want to get better at being able to get up in the morning and um, and train... I'd look at your habits and I would also then look at habit stacking on top of that. So before you try to get out of bed and train, just try to get out of bed bed earlier. So if for a week you can get out of bed at the time that you might go and train and do something else that's a little less energetic, maybe if it might be just do a bit of cleaning, set up for work, go to work earlier, whatever it might be, that's going to stand you in good stead for when you then decide to go and train. If you go and try and train when you're, 
It, let's say every day you get up at nine o'clock, and then one day you go, no, nope, I'm going to get up, I'm going to go for a run at six in the morning. Ooh. That's not going to work for you because you try to change far too much. So what I would do is look to change my habits. So get to the point where I'm getting out of bed at six every morning, or at least waking up at six every morning, which means you've got to focus on your habits in the morning and in the evenings to make sure you're getting enough sleep. Um, and then once you once you're feeling more comfortable doing that, then obviously add in the the exercise at a later date. I mean, you, you train in the morning, don't you? A lot. Yeah, cause purely because I don't do it in the evening. Yeah, so There's not a chance you'll see me in the gym in the evening. But if you, you do something gone horribly wrong in my life. But you, <laughs> but you've changed your habits for that, no? Uh, well, yeah. Originally, I think when I was at uni, I trained in the evening because I was like, I'm not getting out of bed early. Yeah. But as things have developed and working day and things like that um getting up earlier and training is more beneficial for me yeah and i, I mean I, I get the why people would want to do it especially if you've got certain jobs like yours i guess you could uh, you don't necessarily have full control over the day even when it comes to a couple of drinks after work or something like that yeah sometimes the day runs away from me slightly so then it's a case of i'm then if I've done it, I feel better about my day. And then if I stay later at work or like I go to the pub, I don't feel as guilty. Yeah, yeah. But I then have to reflect on it. I have to get to bed at a certain Not, not that you should feel guilty. That's another podcast. We'll do that another day. But yeah. <laughs> um, but if you are looking at getting out of bed earlier, read the 5am club. Oh yeah, okay. Cool. Book. Okay, cool. We'll put, we'll put that in the uh, notes at the and, bottom of the podcast. Uh, yeah, I didn't write it. Um, <laughs> and one of the tips that's out in the book if you are desperately this person looking to train earlier, is they say you should get up as soon as your alarm goes off yeah. and do some press-ups or do some jumping jacks. Oh, really? Because then you're all of a sudden you've shocked your body and you're, you're awake then. Okay. Whereas if, how many times do you snooze your alarm? Me? Or just in general? I know, I do, I do a lot. I, I quite, well, I say a lot. I will deliberately set my alarm earlier so I can snooze. Yeah, see, mine's, mine's I'm weird. I, my, my Fitbit is my alarm, so that vibrates. Yeah. So I don't wait pull it up and then I'm, I'm good on I'm good. Yeah. I very rarely fall back asleep. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I sort of like that little snooze bit in the morning. So I, I, I add that into my, my daily routine, I guess. Um, yeah, I kind of enjoy that little bit. In the morning. But what I will say is um, one other thing that you, you've sort of touched on there that obviously the book you've, you've just suggested, just because you're not a... <sighs> how do I put it just because you don't think perceive yourself as a morning person doesn't mean you can't change your habits to get up earlier Um, because I wouldn't ever class myself as a morning person but everyone on paper just assumes I am because I'm in the gym working Mm -hmm. at six in the morning but realistically that's because that's how I'm going to earn money so yeah and copious amounts of caffeine (laughs) I'm not going to encourage that right now (laughs) Um, or, or less caffeine, by the way. Nah, that'd be ridiculous. Well, no, but if if just just to flip that slightly, we've got a bit of tangent. But if you were to have less caffeine after like eleven o'clock in the morning, you might find you go to bed earlier, and therefore you can get up earlier. Well, next question is how much caffeine should I drink? <laughs> um, Sam, Grant. if you could only be consistent with one thing, yep, would it be diet? All right, yeah, or exercise. So, again, with this question, you need to strip it back ever so slightly. So, I could be someone that is purely exercising for no other reason other than to 
for mental health, be a bit clearer in my day, be a bit more productive with work. And then if that's the case, I'm obviously going to prioritise that because that might be a, a massive impact on my health. Yeah. I'm going to make the assumption that that question was asked by someone that's looking to lose body fat. And they're basically asking which one should you emphasise more or put more emphasis on when you're you're on that journey. And 100% diet and daily activity would be what I'd prioritise over exercise at that point. Um, purely because that is where you're actually going to manage your deficit from. And that's how we're obviously going to lose body fat. When it comes to the training bit alongside it, we should be always focusing on performance. So we're looking to build and maintain muscle. Um, and in the gym, at that moment in time, you shouldn't really be considering your deficit at that point, in my opinion. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to make the assumption the person was asking that purely based on fat loss because that's what a lot of my questions are around. But it, if, if it's a case of just in life, it depends what your goal is. Hard, isn't it? Because they're both important. They're both. Of, of course, they're both important. They both, they both play their own part in your journey. They do, hundred percent. But the if if you're prioritising one over the over the other on a fat loss journey, I would definitely prioritise your diet. If you're prioritising it, if you're talking about it from just a general health perspective, and it, it would depend what your goal is yeah. and where you are. So if if for yourself, for example. So if, if it was you asking me that question, you should be more than happy with the way you look and I would know that exercise plays a big impact on your mental health so therefore you should prioritise exercise. Yeah. Similar to myself, I would, I'd prioritise exercise over diet purely because... And that doesn't mean that you, you can go off and eat Domino's every night but oh, if, you, if, you, if you're prioritising it, um, from our, from our point of view, it would be exercise potentially. But if it's if it's uh, someone looking to drop body fat, like I said, it would be diet. Keep that in mind. Okay. What's more important, my calorie target or my protein target? Okay, cool. Yeah. So I get this quite a lot because I obviously talk about high protein diet. I want people to make sure they're they're hitting their protein, and people go down this rabbit hole when they're then tracking their food. Say they're calorie target is 2200 and their protein target is 18 uh, sorry 180 grams Brands of protein day, yeah. yeah let's say that i'm getting to 2000 calories and i need 80 grams of protein still some people ask at that point whether you should go and eat the protein so over, go over your calories but um make sure you hit your protein oh, okay so that isn't what you should be looking to do. Your calories is, is where we need to focus our time. That's our first first port of call because we want to be... And again, I'm making the assumption this is for a fat loss goal. But because um, if it was for muscle gain, then their calories, if you overspill on calories, it's not going to be the end of the world. You're just going to be a, having a little bit, be a bit more of a surplus than you were. So I'm going to make the assumption it's fat loss. To be in a deficit, it's about your calories in, calories out. You need to make sure the calories is, is the thing you're focusing on the most. Your second port of call should be your protein intake. Um, now, if you're not going to hit it on one day, you don't need to overeat your calories just to just to hit your protein. I would always try and make sure the calories comes first. Fair. Describe your perfect Sunday. Hey. 
Have you just added that in? My perfect Sunday. Uh, all right, I'll tell you now. So at the moment, my perfect Sunday would be uh, wake up, go on a little walk, um, have a little bit of breakfast, probably porridge at the moment. Uh, let me finish why because then I'm going to go to football because I've got Vets football match because that will be part of my perfect Sunday I'm going to play really well I'm going to score four maybe five um, finish the game I'm probably going to have a beer after the game with the with the team I'm then going to chill out potentially with Rory and he would have come and watched me because he, he loves watching me play Vets football because he thinks I'm old so it's funny for him yeah. Um we would watch a United game together. Uh, Is that a perfect sound at the moment? Po- possi- possibly with some form of takeaway, because um, I've earned it. I've played football in the morning. Mm-hmm. United would win, and I'll go to bed. <laughs> there you go. Perfect Sunday. All football related. Twilight Zone. <laughs> I, I wrote that podcast the other uh, podcast that email the other day about how football changes my mood. So. More frequently, I'm having the complete opposite Sunday to that. So that would be my perfect Sunday. In fact, the perfect Sunday would be that we'd beat Liverpool in the afternoon kickoff, potentially with a last-minute goal because they're even more enjoyable. Strange Fergie time. <laughs> Fergie time, yeah. Um, that wasn't my question. <laughs> yeah. If anyone's interested, I threw that in there as a curveball. Um, what training split would you recommend? Okay, so training splits is purely down to the amount of times you can go to the gym. Okay. research has shown that we're going to get more um, muscle growth and benefit from frequency of training so if we are if we can only go to the gym three, two times a week we should be looking to train every muscle group within those sessions so a full body session Okay. if you can go three times a week probably I'd still do full body me- uh, sessions if I was going four it's probably too much to do four full body sessions, so I'd look to do uh, upper body, lower body twice. Five, I would probably then look to do um, upper body, lower body, push pull legs just to split it up again. If you're going six, then I'll go up. Uh, I'd go push pull legs twice. If you're going seven, then get a hobby. Yeah, then you probably need to throw some rest in there. But the important thing to focus on is frequency. You want to make sure that you are working each muscle group at least twice a week. Right, at least okay. twice. Three, three times is... Between two and three is optimal. So I, at the moment, at the moment... Yeah. Just use me as a live example. I yeah. Four, well, aim to go four times a week. So I'm my third session and I like to get one on the weekend. So I like to do three weekday, yeah. one weekend. So, so you, you could have two options, really. So you can do... Upper body, lower body, upper body, lower body. Yeah. Or because of the way you're doing it, you could do push pull legs, full body. That's what I do at the moment. Yeah. Because because you ha- you am I right in saying you do three back three days in a row pretty much. Uh, yeah. So I normally I try Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Like, Bringing back to real life examples, the days I'm in the office, I Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, and there's a gym I drive past on the way to work, uh-huh. so I fit that into my day. So yeah, I yeah. normally do. Um, I normally do. Uh, uh, like an upper and then like a lower then an upper and then like a full body so like a push one day and then a, maybe a legs, legs and then a pull and then pull yeah, yeah. split it up and then on the weekend yeah that, 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 that's fine that split would be absolutely fine um, That that's the way I'd probably set out especially because you wouldn't necessarily want to do um, upper body 
lower body then upper body like the day after so you've yeah. probably got the split perfect okay. cool. but but that's the important thing just focus on the frequency don't start going in and, and sort of doing a chest workout don't set yourself a bro split unless you're going to do so if you're doing six days a week you might go to a bro split where you're doing like chest shoulders legs back arms you might split it like that don't start off your week doing that if you if there's a potential you're not going to get every muscle group done so basically, high level, if you are going into a new gym and you're new to the gym and you're starting off with, with if you if you're new to if you're new to a gym, up a lot. No, if you're new to a gym, start off with three full body sessions a week. Okay, cool. Because that's obtain obtainable, and you're gonna be able to sustain that, and it's it's achievable. Um, whereas if you're lots of buzzwords there, obtainable, achievable and sustainable but if you can if you can if you can do that that's going to serve you well nice okay cool so that leads on to another gym based question so this person's asked how many times should I do cardio if I'm doing three weight sessions a week okay cool okay so again that completely depends on your goal on your goal obviously Um, I've been listening (laughs) I'm pretty sure that is going to be again a fat loss question it first and foremost i wouldn't even consider cardio unless you're making unless you're active day in day out so unless your day-to-day activity is high enough i.e hitting your steps that we touched on earlier on on the podcast unless you're doing that alongside your three um uh, workouts don't worry about cardio because all you're going to be doing in that cardio session is making up for the fact you've been sitting on your ass most of the day Right, okay, so, so at, we've at, got to do three weight sessions a week and make sure we are regularly hitting 10,000 Yeah, because your daily activity is going to be more beneficial to you than that. So let's say we're going to do a cardio session. Let's say it's half hour. Yeah. If you're, most people in half hour will burn 200, th- between 200 and 300 calories. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, right. if, if that, if they're not hitting, if, if in a day's, day of activity so 10,000 steps throughout the whole day and you're active throughout the whole day you're going to burn upwards of 1,000 calories so focus on that first so that's my first point if you are ticking those those two boxes so you are are hitting your, your daily activity you got your weight sessions then it's completely up to you I, what I do is just focus on I look at the cardio as a bonus you should be putting your, and the reason I'm saying about stuff before just to go back one step is that Assuming you're on a fat loss goal, you should be in a position where you are already dropping body fat before yeah. you start adding in cardio. Cardio should be a, should be a bonus. Okay. And then from that point of view, it from that point onwards, it's whatever works for you. You could you could do half hour every single day. Like, there's nothing wrong with that, but don't rely on that half hour cardio every single day. Make sure you're already losing body fat before you do the cardio. Um, but realistically, it doesn't matter. Makes sense. Whatever you want to do. Um, so this person has asked, how do I know when to lift a heavier weight or heavier weights? Okay, right. Okay, so with every single training plan that I, I do and what most people should deliver is you should be working within a, a rep range. Now, so if I set you a rep range of, let's say 10 to 15, just to make it nice and easy. Yeah. You should be trying to find a weight that you fail 
or that you can't do any more reps on, or or if you're going to work to one or two reps in reserve, so you could work. So failures, um, like you can't do any more, but you know you normally know one or two reps before that. What that is. So let's say you're working in in that premise. The weight that you should find should mean that you're you're stopping your set between ten and fifteen. You're finding a weight too fitting with that rep range. You're not stopping because you're achieving the rep range. So with that in mind, if you are, let's say you've got three, let's say you've got four sets of ten to fifteen, and every single set you do fifteen reps, I would suggest that weight's too light. If you hit fifteen, fifteen, thirteen, eleven, the weight's good. If you're if you're not even hitting ten, the weight's too heavy. Yeah, yeah. So always think you're trying to find a balance. You want to fall. You want the weight to fall within the rep range that you're setting yourself. And the good way of tracking that is either I see somebody in the gym with a notepad or the phone. Of course, yeah. Well, the the other thing to do is when you first start in the when you first start a new program or when you when you're when you're asking that sort of question, pick up a weight. Just do as many reps as you possibly can until you can't do any more. Because you may well find that you actually can do twenty five reps, but just because you've in your head you've said fifteen, you're going to stop at fifteen. So just pick up a weight, do as many as you can, and then you should be able to work out the weight from on the back of that. But like you said, yeah, track it, write it down, um, and in, and ultimately, with every session, you should either be doing more reps, uh, improving your technique, or increasing the weight. So. Um, if you want to see progression, you need to make sure you're implementing progressive overload. And they're the three key factors of that. I remember what I used to do a workout, and at the end of it, I used to do a hundred reps with just an Olympic bar and chest press. Yeah, yeah, that used to be horrible. I don't know why I used to do it, but it, that's just one of those things in the past. And there's the sort of like the finisher concept that you have to do something at the end of your session that's going to blow you out. Yeah. So, but the, that that's not. Because I'm assuming you didn't do 100 reps off the bat. You had to keep stopping. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's not a terrible concept because it's like a pause set, isn't it? It's just you getting to to a position because you've failed a lot of times on the way. Must have looked like right lunatic. I just... Yeah, you, you're probably doing it really quick as well. It's probably... Um, wasn't ideal. If I don't hit my steps in the week, so like in the weekdays... Yeah. Um, can I make up for it on the weekend? Uh, yeah, so... The, the thing with that question is that this, what we tend to do by nature, I guess, is we, we try and work week to week and day to day. Yeah, you work with a calendar, you work with a core, or you work with a, yeah, like, yeah. a target. So, so what you need to grasp is the fact that you're perhaps... Let's say specifically you have a goal and it is to do that. Your goal's going to be spread... In fact, not even a goal. Let's say it's a lifestyle habit change we're trying to implement in our life. We want to make sure we're consistently hitting those 10,000 steps a day. You've got a long, lot of days left in your life, hopefully. Touch wood. Um, So with that in mind, if I do 20,000 steps today and then only 7,000 steps the next three days, at the end of the day, I'm going to have hit my steps. If If I'm consistent with my food... And I, I accumulate the right amount of steps over a period of time, then it's all good. If I'm not hitting my steps in the week and overeating, let's say, 
I'm probably going to find I put on body fat. So as long as, as long as one outweighs the other, so as long as your balance is correct over a week or a month or a period of time, you're fine, but don't tr- try to stop looking at things week to week. Think of them as a as a journey as a whole, or a lifestyle change. So there's nothing wrong with. Uh, so in in short, there is nothing wrong with making them up at the weekend, um, but try not to think of it as as a week to week thing. Think of it as like okay, one day is going to be more active than the next. Then there's going to be a more unactive day. It's cool as long as I'm consistent with everything I'm doing around that. It's not a major problem. So I can't do six days of sitting in bed and on Sunday do seventy thousand steps. You can't if you if you are so it if let's take that scenario. If you eat, <laughs> it's extreme, but okay. But let's say you eat a thousand calories every single day. Let's just call it a thousand, just because it's easy. That's okay. let's go two thousand because one thousand is gonna someone's gonna go why one thousand? But two thousand calories a day. Yeah. That mon that Monday to Sunday. Yeah. And you. Do nothing for for five days, let's say, and in two days you do thirty five five thousand steps. A bit more realistic. Um, your calorie expenditure is going to be something, and your calorie um, consumption is going to be something, right? Yeah. If you do exactly the same, and then spread the load throughout the week in terms of your steps, at the end of the week, in theory, in principle, assuming you eat the exact same foods, um. It's going to be the same because what would have happened on the days that you're you're going into thirty thousand, thirty-five thousand steps? You you essentially we could call that cardio, can we? You've gone beyond that yeah. point. Your heart rate is going to be doing a lot because you're going to be walking for long periods of time. Trust me, I know I did those million steps. Um, so yeah, in theory, it's 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 not. I mean, that's a massive extreme, and there's pro- someone's probably going to pull me up and go, no, because if you're in bed for five days, it's going to have a massive impact. Uh, it may well do, but if you look at it in terms of calories in, calories out, and really keep it simple, that's going to it's going to serve you the same. I like it. Yeah? Is that it? No, I've got another question. Okay. What's the, going to be the score with Villa and... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have we finished the actual questions. Okay, fine. Um, I missed the poll earlier in the day, so... Okay, fine. Well, no, like I said, it wasn't necessarily just the poll today. My question box today it was more a case of sometimes I get the question... I mean, we've just done, what, 10 questions in 30... Let's call it half hour because we had a little chat before. I would I would have done 10 questions in... four, six A minute. Because six seconds a slide type thing on, on social media. Um, United Villa... United... I find out what your perfect Sunday was. Yeah, exactly. Um, Villa, United of the weekend. Well, hopefully we'll win. United will win. I'm just gonna. I I never. I've never not said United will win. I went to United City this season. And was like, no, I think we've got a chance. <laughs> so, this point has asked me any result going to United. I go heart overhead every time. Um, Good. Man. So yeah. So yeah. How? What's your plans now for the weekend? Got anything booked in? Um, other than go and get yourself a bottle of apple jack daniels yeah maybe uh, I'm going to do a full body session actually funny enough at um, that nice David Lloyd gym oh you said that you're going to the yeah, Bratnell yeah. Forest is it called Bratnell Forest no it's called don't know. Rackets Rackets, rackets yeah. that's it yeah I'm going there with my friend uh, in the morning 
Probably go for a run. Uh, so, in fact, we haven't. Last time we did a podcast, let's just cover this quickly. You'd set your goal for your uh, oh, running, yeah. hadn't you? And we haven't spoke about that at all. We should have spoke about that. Yeah, I hit it like literally dead on a thousand. Yeah. On the See, Eve, so in 2021, you hit. 1,000 1, kilometers running, which I I think is pretty impressive to be honest. Um, runners potentially won't, as we found out, <laughs> but um, I think that's pretty impressive considering you don't you I wouldn't you wouldn't class yourself as a runner, just someone that does a bit of running, I guess. Yeah, just yeah, just a chunky lad trying to enjoy biscuits. <laughs> um, but if I look at um, previous years. So actually, and then we spoke about it in the fitness group, and that held me accountable, and that was good. So going back to goals and achieving things, get yourself around like-minded people. Um, I think it was James said, "Are you going to try and do one thousand two hundred this year?" And in the back of my head, I think I will do that. But what I'm trying to set myself is now minimum expectations. Yeah. So I would like manageable to, trunks and stuff. Yeah, I would like to do another thousand k. And I always like to read 12 books a year. Yeah. And I always like to keep myself in That's a really interesting shape. goal you set every year, by the way, isn't it? The, the reading thing. Because how many did you say you read in the end last year? 24? Um, not as many. I definitely did 20, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just See, personal goals, right? You can, be in it. you can make your own goals. Up, yeah, right? of course. I, I just like the way that every year you... People set their obvious ones, like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym, I want to do this like, I want to put on more muscle I want to be able to run more or whatever you always think a little bit your 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 mindset is more about I don't know why we're talking about this on the podcast necessarily but it's more about um, personal development rather than external gratification yeah you can make anything happen for yourself because um, my girlfriend Holly wants to read more and I said why don't you read 10 minutes a day yeah. Because if you do 10 minutes a day every week, you've read for 70 minutes. Yeah. You probably make a good dent of a book. You don't yeah. have to sit there and flog yourself and, and find some things you enjoy as well. I was actually just looking back at my old stats. So in 2020, I ran 546.7. So you nearly doubled it. Yeah. And the year before that, I did 220. Wow. So you doubled, doubled it year on year, pretty much. Close. And the year before that, I might have been Okay. That's this one. But, um, but, but in 2020, yeah. I did a marathon. Yeah, yeah. So. And it was full lockdown. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, in, in theory, you've, you've, you did a marathon last year. Well, but the stats in lockdown, I mean, things opened up again. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> Absolutely no running. Pubs opened up again. I'll, I wonder how many other people have that, um, uh, that trait, how they're walking more during lockdown and things yeah, like that. Yeah, you're not in Mishrava. Yeah, it went mad, didn't it? Yeah, it was shut was, down. Yeah. I was looking at all sorts of different walking routes. Yeah. No. Well, well done publicly on your um, achievement last year because I do think you worked hard for that in the back end of this year and I think doing it again this year is going to be... Um, well, I'm on 27k. <laughs> but now you've got the idea in your head, I think it's going to be uh, easily achievable for you. Um, and I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a good thing to do. Is it, in many ways, what you're doing with that is sort of We've spoke about habits on the podcast before. But it's sort of habit stacking, isn't it? You've gone, okay, I I can do this. I put a lot of mad effort in for the last two months, pretty much. But now you can create habits where you're going to stack on top of them and, and make sure you're doing it 
as like you just said, a non-negotiable. So it's easy to have a fall into bad habits. It's hard to deal with good ones. Yeah. What a lovely way to end the podcast. Matthew's twenty twenty two. Matthew's twenty twenty one T. One T. Yeah. Uh, hopefully uh, those that podcast guys has given you a little bit of um, sh- or shown a bit of value for you guys taking something away from it um, if anyone has any other questions obviously feel free to drop them on the um, Raise the Bar podcast Instagram account or the Twitter and we will endeavour to answer those as often as we possibly can um, yeah thank you very much for listening uh, leave a review follow like What's the other things you do? Follow, like, subscribe, subscribe and... Rate, review, wherever you get your podcasts. And that's the one. Yeah. Thanks for your support as ever and we'll speak to you soon.